Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. We are talking about the importance of relationship with one another. Relationship is everything in life. And uh, we learn how to resolve conflicts. God wants us to be peacemaker in church. And uh, let's read the scripture once again, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. He said, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. So there is blessing when we live in peace because God is a God of love and peace. And when we live in, in peace with one another, the presence of God is with us. God's promise to be with us. And that's why the Bible says that we are to strive with all with our effort, with all we can to bring about full restoration. Division. Most of the time, is not from God. Okay, there are times it is necessary, but most of the time it's not from God because it causes conflicts, it causes uh, uh, suffering and pain. But God is a God of peace and He promised to be with us when we uh, strive to bring about peace with one another. And sometimes the problem that we face in church is not so much uh, to do with church ministry or anything, but it has to do with personalities. You know, certain kind of people uh, with a particular personality, they cannot get on with another one, another person with a different personality. So let's re uh, read this in uh, Philippians 4. Verse 2 and 3. Philippians 4, verse 2. I plead with you, Eo dear, and I plead with Stentiki to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help this woman since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. So here you are, uh, your dear and syndicate. They are both serving the Lord. They are both loving the Lord and gave themselves to be uh, uh, partners with the Apostle Paul to preach the gospel. And their, their names are written in the books of of, of life in heaven. But yet, they have conflicts. You know, severe conflicts, so much so that the problem was brought before the Apostle Paul, who was in Rome at that time. So can you imagine uh, when there is people, there will be conflicts. Whether you love God, whether you serve God, we just have to expect uh, this kind of uh, 
conflicting situation is normal, but it's important how we resolve it. It's important uh, the end result. That is to agree with one another to live in peace, because God is a God of peace. God is a God of love. So we don't know the specific of uh, what happens between these two uh, women or two these two lady, and. Uh, they cannot resolve it, even though they work. They have one, at one time worked together, served together, and and gone through trials and experiences together for the Lord. But at this time, they have deep, deep relational issue that uh, they could not resolve. And uh, maybe there are those who were there. Who tried to help them, but they could not get anywhere. And finally, the news uh, have gone to Paul, the Apostle Paul, in Rome. Maybe because uh, of the people in, in Philippi felt that they they could not handle the situation. They needed a greater uh, authority or uh, in in the Apostle Paul to. To be able to resolve this problem, and God and Paul mentioned these two ladies specifically in name, Yodir and Syndicate. You know, most of the time when Paul wrote, write his epistles about the church problem, he doesn't mention names. But here, everybody know their names are. are, are Pronounced so that when they read this letter to the Philippian church, everybody read about their problem. And sometimes that's what we need to do. But there are people who want to want us to cover up the problem, want us to not mention about this or that. But there are times you just have to uh, bring that up in the open. And Paul pleaded with Yodir and Syntyche to ask them to be of one mind in Christ. So, no matter how much we want to help them to resolve the problem, to bring about uh, unity, restoration, peace, but if they refuse us to listen, if Yodir and Syndicate refuse to listen, refuse to take personal responsibility over uh, the problem, the issue that they face, there will be no peace. So in order to bring about peace, every person has to be responsible for themselves. Uh, so that's why Paul pleaded with Yodir and Syndicate. And, and Paul tells them to agree with one another in the Lord. He didn't try and resolve the problem. He didn't try and identify what's the problem. But we have learned earlier when the problem has to do with the church or accusation against leaders, every matter has to be established by two or three witnesses. 
and you have to deal with facts. But in this case, Paul did not mention about the problem. I'm sure he know about the problem. But he just asked them to keep quiet, to, keep, to stop arguing with one another, to, to stop fighting for who is right, who is wrong. But just agree with one another in the Lord, to be of one mind, to be of one mind. You know, how, how could these two conflicting parties of one mind? They each have a mind of their own. That's why there is conflict. And Paul says, you be of one mind in the Lord. He didn't say who is right, who is wrong. You know, but this is a choice. This is a decision, uh, you know, uh, 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 obedience to, to God's word that you have to obey. You have to take responsibility. Just be of one mind. Instead of quarreling about who is right, who is wrong, just have the mind of Christ. And uh, so we because of the Lord Jesus, because we are in one body, we agree uh, to disagree, right? We agree to disagree and, uh, and live in peace. So you can have your thoughts, the person can have, the other person can have their thoughts, but we agree that we will live in peace. And we choose to, uh, we know that we are not in agreement over how we see things. But because of the Lord Jesus, we live in peace. We are of one mind, the mind of Christ. You know, the, the unity of the body. And, and, and uh, yeah. So this is only possible when we have a mature mind. Right, let's uh, look at it. In Philippians 3, verse 15, he said, All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Now Paul was talking about pressing on in Christ to lay hold of the heavenly uh, calling that God has given to us. And, and, and so Paul says, we who are mature, we have the same mind. So when we have a mature character, we... We learn to appreciate one another. We learn to listen to one another. We are able to agree with one another and be teachable. That's maturity. But those who are immature, they fight. They want to be right. They want to come out on top, the winner of an argument. But the mature is able to discern and able to know what is right and what's wrong. They're able to agree with one another because they're teachable. But Paul says here, even in some point you think differently, 
that too God will make clear to you. So in cases where they can't agree with one another, Paul did not impose his uh, 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 mindset on others. He said, okay, right? I know you disagree. It's okay. God himself will show it to you. So he allowed time uh, for the other person to, to grow, to understand, to come to a realization that this is of God. He did not impose. So at, this, at, at that moment in time, Paul says, yes, okay, I know you disagree, but we agree to disagree. We, we are not in conflicts with one another, but I just trust that God will show you in the days to come what is the right thing. Okay, so, so in order to, for us to live in peace, for uh, uh, Yodia and uh, Syndicate to live in peace, they got to have the mind of Christ. They have to be of one mind so that there will be peace. By taking personal responsibility for themselves and, and, and realizing that we are in Christ and we got to maintain that oneness. So to do that, you have to lay down your rights. You know? And... Uh, Take on the cross of Jesus Christ. And then secondly, in order to bring about peace, first, the, the two women has to take personal responsibility and decide to be in agreement, to live in peace. And Paul is using his own inference in wanting to, to, to speak to the ladies. He said, I plead, I plead with you. Because he has been working with them as core laborers. He knows them very well, uh, working together. And Paul is pleading to them. He's pleading to their, their heart and, and their conscience, you know, in view of the fact that they have served the Lord, they know uh, who is God and, and, and the church, that they are to agree with one another. So the involvement of the church to help to resolve these personal conflicts is necessary at times because they could not resolve it between themselves. And unless there is intervention by the people around, there will be no peace. And that's why Paul, let's read it again in that verse. It says here that I, uh, and I ask you, my true companion, help this woman. You know, those who are in Philippians, help these two women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Okay, so as uh, brothers and sisters in the cell group, in the church, in the body of Christ, we are to help those who are in conflicts, those who are in, in uh, con uh, disagreement to, to 
to live at peace with one another. Proverbs 10 verse 17. He said, "Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray." So when the church is involved, we need to listen to the advice of the people so that we will walk in the way of life. And so we, otherwise, we will lead others astray. Okay, we will influence others. We will cause us division to come uh, to the church between different parties. And uh, so we need, to, we need to learn to grow, right? And come under submission of one another, come under the submission of the church so that we can live in peace. And living in peace is holiness unto the Lord. We know that we need to live a holy life. So normally we think that to live a holy life is not to commit this sin, not to commit that, not to do that. But the Bible tells us to be holy, to live unto the law, is to live in peace with one another. Hebrews 12, 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the law. Again, we see that the scripture is saying, make every effort, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. So can you see how living in peace with, with others in the church, in the cell group, is so important in the mind and heart of God again and again. It says, make every effort, make every effort. In fact, Jesus, it, he mentioned, when you are about to bring your offering, your sacrifice to the Lord, and you remember you are in conflict with someone, go and resolve the problem with the person before you come and sacrifice, before you come and worship. So we cannot be worshipping God, truly worshipping, offering acceptable sacrifice to the Lord when we are living in conflicts with others. You know, because our hearts would not be pure, our hearts would be defiled, and there will be uh, a bitterness, there will be anger, there will be uh, a, a lot of uh, defilement in our hearts. And we cannot come in such a state to offer acceptable uh, sacrifice to the Lord. So Jesus said, you know, go and settle it before you offer sacrifice. So the scripture tells us, make every effort to live in peace uh, with everyone and to be holy. So we, holiness is living unto God and God wants us to live in peace with everyone. So peace means being honest about it and working through our conflicts in love. 
love and peace come together. When there is love, there is peace. Right? It comes together. So we problems will be there. It's how you deal with the problem. It's how you resolve the problem. And so we are honest about it. We acknowledge the problem and we deal with it with the intention. Remember, we mentioned this. Before we start, we have the goal, the intention to be united, to be restored, to be one, to live in peace. That's how we start to deal with this problem. So we, we are not thinking about what's right and what's wrong, who wins, who loses. No, we're not thinking about it. We're just thinking we need to restore relationship. How do we need to restore relationship? That's all we care about. So we think about the good of the other person. We come with a humble attitude. We are teachable. We are willing to learn. We are, that's maturity, right? We're willing to learn. We're willing to acknowledge our own fault. You know, always with the goal of peacemaking. And there are times when it's necessary to suffer loss. We still suffer loss because peace is of utmost importance to us. You know, you can say, oh, that's compromise. No, that's love. We love the person, right? We are willing even to suffer loss for the sake of the person, for the sake of the body of Christ. Because the problem between these two women affects the ministry, it affects the church. And that's why the church reported back to the Apostle Paul. And Paul said, for the sake of the gospel, because now these two women obviously cannot continue to to, to serve together, to, to, to war together for the gospel of Christ. So Paul said, remember, you were partners together. Be of one mind, be restored, so that the kingdom of God can continue to advance forward. So when we live in holiness, it means we live in peace. And when our heart is in peace, we can hear God. We can see God. When our heart is not in peace with others, you know, somehow our spirit man is troubled. We are distracted. We are polluted by defilement, bitterness, anger, and so on. So we are not able to see clearly what God wants to do or, or what God is trying to say to us. But when our hearts is at peace, when we are pure in heart, filled with the love of God, we will be able to see God, we'll be able to know God. And uh, recently I met up with someone and they claim to know the truth. And they think that other churches, all the other churches are wrong because they of certain truth that uh, we, we defer in, in, in our understanding of the scripture. And so they 
will attack and they will uh, speak against others. And they don't believe in unity because they feel that we are right. This is the word of God. And we rebuke you. You see, this, these people may think they are right. As I said, just like the Pharisees. They feel just like the Apostle Paul. They feel so right about what they believe. They think they know the truth. But they do not have the Spirit of Christ. Because the Spirit of Christ is filled with mercy and grace. So when, when we have the Spirit of Christ, we will know the truth. When you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you think you know the truth. And you begin to, to project yourself in a way that causes division, that causes uh, uh, hurt and uh, uh, disharmony in the body of Christ. You can never be right. You can never be right. Right? There are times, yes, we have to stand firm on the truth. But just like the apostle, he said, now you cannot see what we are saying. He respects their growth. He respects where they are. He said, you know, God will show it to you. If this is the truth, God will show it to you, isn't it? Maybe at this time, someone may not be so mature. But when we show love, when we show mercy, we show kindness, we show forgiveness, we live in peace. The person will have opportunity to grow uh, to maturity and eventually they will come to hold to the truth. So we, we, we learn to live in peace with people and be able to see the ways of God. So that is holiness unto the Lord. And then Colossians 3 verse 12. He said, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If we live in holiness, we will put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, we will put on the nature of Christ. So, it doesn't mean that we are self-righteous and we begin to judge, we begin to condemn, we begin to accuse others. No. We put on the Spirit of Christ. We show compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. So people who are fighting for what is right, what they think is right, fighting to justify themselves, these are not people who cloak with the Spirit of Christ, put on the nature of Christ. They are just filled with self, self-righteousness, wanting to win, wanting to, to justify themselves, and they don't care about unity. Because they think they are so right. They think God is with us. Well, with them. Whereas God is saying, when you seek after peace, when you live in peace, His presence is there. He promised to be there. Because He's a God of love and peace. 
And then when we clothe, we're clothed with the nature of Christ, we will bear with one another because we will be compassionate and, and, and long-suffering, filled with kindness. Look, look at verse, the next verse, verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yes, there will be uh, problems and, and conflicts and disagreement, but we, there will be offenses. But we choose to love, we choose to forgive, and uh, we choose to bear with the person because they are still immature and uh, we just pray and trust that in due time they will grow uh, in the Lord. And so uh, to, to live, in peace, live in peace, we need to bear with one another. The next verse, verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Read that again. Over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So can you see, when we live in holiness, we will live in unity. Okay? As unto the Lord. And we will be filled with love when we deal with one another so that we can stay together. We will not divide the body of Christ. We will not bring division into our relationship. Love, the love of God in our hearts. Love binds every, everything together because love covers the multitude of sin. You know, we forgive. We bear with what others have has done because we love them. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us love bears all things. Love is patient. So when, when we are living in holiness, we will live in peace, we will live in love and put on the nature of Christ. And, and when we do that, the peace of God will reign in our hearts. Verse 15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule. Let Jesus rule because he's a God of peace. Let him rule in our hearts with his peace because we are members of one another. So can you, can you see the word of God keep telling us, bear in mind that we are one body. We are members of one body and we are called to peace. So, Brothers and sisters, as we study this teaching, love one another as we love ourselves. And as we obey God and, and, and realize the importance of relationship, we will put every effort, all that we can, to maintain 
peace and unity among ourselves, among one another. Because when we live in peace, the presence of God is there. When we do not live in peace, Satan has a ways to come in to destroy us and defile many, many people. So let's let's clothe with the the heart and mind of Christ to agree with one another, to live in peace. Let's clothe with the mind of Christ so that we'll be filled with compassion and patience and gentleness and, 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 and clothed in love. When there's offenses, we learn, we forgive. We humble ourselves to learn. When, when we make mistakes, we, we humble ourselves to ask for forgiveness. So our goal is to live in peace because that is living in holiness. And I trust we'll bear this in mind as we live our life unto the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the clarity of your words that we are called to peace. We are called to live in peace with one another and with everyone. And Lord, we ask, O God, that you will cause your words to be sealed in our hearts, that whenever we encounter conflicts and problems, we always remember we are to keep peace, we are to keep the unity that we have in Jesus so that the enemies will not be able to come and destroy the body of Christ. And we will put every effort to work on this. We will humble ourselves. We will gentle, we will be filled with compassion and mercy so that the unity that's in the body will continue and we will continue to grow in the Lord to be like Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people, I pray. Bless your church, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Amen.